Today is the 21st day of December 2020. Welcome to Psalms Cast. I am Denise. This evening, a lot of eyes are going to be focused on the skies, watching and waiting to see a once in a lifetime occurrence. As 2020 comes to a close, the Lord is blessing us here on earth with an unusual cosmic Christmas miracle that hasn't been witnessed in nearly 800 years. Tonight, Jupiter and Saturn will align so closely in the night sky that they'll almost appear to collide from our vantage point here on Earth, creating a radiant point of light that some have speculated to be the star of Bethlehem or the Christmas star. Oh, that our eyes are on the sky every day, watching and waiting for Jesus to return. Today, our five chapters take us into Psalm 21, Psalm 51, Psalm 81, Psalm 111, and Psalm 141. I'm reading from the Evangelical Heritage Version of the Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper in God's Word, we're visiting the first mention that God Himself would send the Redeemer, into the world to deal with Satan and to deal with sin. We're in Genesis 3 for a very special reason today. Let's take a brief moment to center ourselves and invite the Lord to be the focus. Father in heaven, we come humbly into this place seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate for hope. We are desperate for your peace and the joy that can only be an outpouring from you. Open our minds. Open our hearts to all that you have for us today. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 21 Thanksgiving for Victory, a psalm by David. The people thank the Lord for victory. O Lord, the King rejoices in your strength. He joyfully celebrates salvation from you. You have granted him what his heart desired. You have not denied the request from his lips. Yes, you meet him to give him great blessings. You place a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life, and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. He receives great glory through the salvation you gave. You bestow splendor and majesty on him. Surely you grant him blessings forever. You make him glad with joy in your presence. Surely the king trusts in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High, he will not be shaken. The people assure the king of future victory. Your hand will reach all your enemies. Your right hand will reach those who hate you. At the time when you appear, O Lord, you will make them like a blazing furnace. In his anger, He will swallow them. Fire will consume them. You will cause their fruit to perish from the earth, their seed from among the children of Adam. Indeed, 
They intend evil against you. They plan wicked schemes, but they will not succeed because you will make them turn and run when you get ready to aim your arrows at them. The people praise the Lord. Rise up, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and make music because of your might. Psalm 51, Cleanse Me From My Sin, a psalm by David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone to Bathsheba. David's plea for forgiveness. Be gracious to me, God, according to your mercy. Erase my acts of rebellion according to the greatness of your compassion. Scrub me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. David's Confession For I admit my rebellious acts. My sin is always in front of me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and I have done this evil in your eyes. So you are justified when you sentence me. You are blameless when you judge. Certainly, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. David's need for renewal. Since you desire truth on the inside, in my hidden heart you teach me wisdom. Remove my sin with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed celebrate. Hide your face from my sin. Erase all my guilty deeds. Create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew an unwavering spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Sustain me with a willing spirit. David's Pledge of Renewed Service I will teach rebels your ways, and sinners will turn to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, the God who saves me. My tongue will shout for joy about your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices God wants are a broken spirit, a broken and crushed heart, O God. You do not despise. David's Prayer for the People As it pleases you, do good for Zion. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with righteous sacrifices, burnt offerings, and whole offerings. Then bulls will be offered up on your altar. Psalm 81 If only, invitation to worship. Sing a loud song to God, our strength. Shout to the God of Jacob. Begin the music and play the hand drum. Play the sweet-sounding lyre along with the harp. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon and at the full moon for our festival day. Yes, this is an order for Israel, a regulation from the God of Jacob. God established it as a testimony for Joseph, 
when he went out against the land of Egypt. There I heard a language I did not know, a warning from the Lord. The Lord says, I relieved Israel's shoulders from the burden. His hands were set free from carrying buckets. In distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you from the hiding place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Listen, my people, and I will warn you. If only you would listen to me, Israel. There shall be no foreign gods among you. You shall not bow down to a strange god. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not listen to my voice, and Israel was not willing to obey me. So I sent them off in the stubbornness of their hearts. They walked according to their own plans. If only my people would listen to me. If only Israel would walk in my ways. I would subdue their enemies quickly. I would turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cower before Him, and their time of punishment would last forever. But He would feed Israel with the best wheat. With honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Psalm 111, God's Works and God's Word Opening Praise Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart, in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. God's Works Great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic is His work, and His righteousness stands forever. He has set up a memorial to His wonders. Gracious and compassionate is the Lord. He gives food to those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has declared the power of His deeds to His people to give them the nations as their possession. The works of His hands are truth and justice. God's Word All his precepts are trustworthy, steadfast forever and ever, done in truth and uprightness. He sends redemption for his people. He commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who do his precepts have good understanding. Closing Praise His praise stands forever. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 141. Guard my lips and heart, a psalm by David. Accept my prayer. Lord, I call to you. Hurry to me. Turn your ear toward my voice when I call to you. May my prayer linger before you like incense, the lifting up of my hands like an evening offering. Guard my heart and mouth. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart turn toward anything evil. 
to take part in wicked deeds with men who do evil. Do not let me taste their delicacies. Correct me. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a mercy. Let him rebuke me. It is a lotion on my head. My head will not refuse it. Reject the wicked. But my prayer is still against their evil deeds. Their rulers will be thrown down by the sides of the cliff, and they will hear that my words were pleasant. They will say, As one splits and breaks up the earth, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of the grave. Closing plea. But my eyes look to you, Lord God. In you I take refuge. Do not take away my life. Keep me from the snares they have set for me, from the traps of the evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Does anyone else's mind wander after life's pursuits instead of naturally focusing on the Lord primarily? Usually the last thoughts I have each night are to the Lord as I thank Him for the graces of that day. In the morning, I often am scurrying around from task to task unless something causes me to pause. That is why I set up the calendar notifications throughout the month to help me give serious consideration about my life, my walk, and my journey of salvation. Those calendar reminders all start off with, Cry out to the Lord. Today's thought is this, Cry out to the Lord, O God, replace the hardness of my heart with a heart that hungers for you. All of us are probably very familiar with the story of the Magi or the wise men visiting Bethlehem after Jesus was born. When I heard about this amazing grace that the Lord has time to appear in the sky starting tonight, which also happens to be the longest night of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, I considered those magi following the star until they found Jesus. These wise men were traveling on an adventure like no other. They had to travel by night so that they could navigate by the star. There were no roads to follow. There was no GPS to give them a turn-by-turn navigational prompt. They were most likely traveling by horse, and they were determined to find the Messiah and to present Him with the gifts that they had been carrying. Oh, that I would be focused on the things of the Lord like this, to be willing to go wherever the Lord called me to be, doing whatever He had for me to do. We know from the book of Acts and Revelation that Jesus will return to the earth the way that He ascended into heaven, from the sky. There each evening, for the next week, my eyes will be watching the sky and considering how awesome our God is and to praise Him for His faithfulness throughout the generations. Gracious, merciful Father, 
we thank you for your living word that you have brought before us here today. We are so grateful that you remind us that even the one man who was closest to your heart, King David, fell short and he sinned against you. Yet today we have heard David's sincere confession of his sin and a plea for your forgiveness. Lord, you are so compassionate to us when we confess our sins to you and we seek you, when we turn from our sin and walk as you have commanded. Lord, tonight and throughout this week, we have been told there will be a great light in the night sky such as not been seen in over 800 years. We worship you for creating the planets that will be reflecting and illuminating in the night sky. As we look at that beauty, remind us of the determination of the Magi that sought Jesus traveling through foreign lands in search for the one the Messiah, your son Jesus, whom you sent to earth as the most vulnerable of all, a baby that you created in the womb of a virgin, a young Hebrew girl named Mary, who is engaged to the carpenter Joseph. Lord, in the blink of an eye, Mary's life was changed, yet she did not shrink back from the path that you placed her on. Mary willingly accepted the path before her, even though it would be a journey filled with hardship. Right now, Lord, our lives are in such flux. We have lived in confusion, in frustration, and in fear for months. Life truly is outside of our control. As we look to you, open our understanding of our place in the story of your eternity. Help us to see ourselves clearly so that we can confess our sin, that we can forgive those that we are holding onto our hurts and our anger, and that we would submit our lives to living to please you in all that we think, in all that we say, and in all that we do. Lord, continue this work that you have begun in each one of us. We are hungry and we are thirsty for more of you, Lord. Enable us to fully know, fully comprehend, and fully receive all that you're placing before us here today. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So, folks, on a personal note, I need prayer and wisdom about how to navigate the best way to record the podcast. Since the last headset was broken, each day's recording is exasperating because some days what I have at hand works and other days it does not work. I beg your patience during this time of flux. Now for those who desire to go deeper in God's Word, at the very end today, we are going to revisit the third chapter of the book of Genesis. Did you know that on the day that man sinned back in the Garden of Eden, our awesome God outlined exactly how He would redeem man? Yes, the solution for our eternal salvation was determined that very same day. And that Redeemer is Jesus. 
He is the only Savior and the only way to the Father and to eternal life. Now for those who would like to connect, to ask questions, to request prayer, to request a free Bible, or just to say hi, for those in the United States, I invite you to call or text. The number is 470-240-1509. For listeners elsewhere around the globe, you can connect using WhatsApp. The WhatsApp number is one 240 You can also connect or message through social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. So as we wrap up today, remember this thought from today's reading in Psalm 111. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who do His precepts have good understanding. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow, God willing. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 3. Today we are back at the beginning, where sin entered the world. But even there, our God, He planned for salvation. He righted the wrong. He had a plan. And so today we are going to listen to what God planned and what He ordained right then, right there. So as I read, simply let God's words of wisdom here in this chapter wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth to your life today. Genesis chapter 3 The Fall into Sin Now the serpent was more clever than any wild animal which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not from the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat from it, you shall not touch it, or else you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. In fact, God knows that the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was appealing to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. She gave some also to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. The eyes of both of them were open, and they realized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for their waists. They heard the voice of the Lord God, who was walking around in the garden during the cooler part of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. 
The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the livestock and more than every wild animal. You shall crawl on your belly, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He will crush your head, and you will crush his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pain and childbearing. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, but he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife's voice and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat from it. The soil is cursed on account of you. You will eat from it with painful labor all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles will spring up from the ground for you, but you will eat the crops of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the soil. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all the living. The Lord God made clothing of animal skins for Adam and for his wife and clothed them. The Lord God said, Look, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, so that he does not reach out his hand and also take from the tree of life and eat and live forever, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the soil from which he had been taken. So he drove the man out, and in front of the garden of Eden he stationed cherubim and a flaming sword which turned in every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. This is a very profound chapter, because right here in the middle of sin entering into God's divine design, God foretold that He would send His Son into the earth to crush the head of Satan, who was clothed in the essence of the serpent. How can we know that this will be true? Let's take a closer look at verse 15. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will crush your head, and you will crush his heel. Let's break this down. Who will put hostility between Satan and the woman? God, who is speaking here. The next statement is pivotal. Between your seed and her seed. There will be hostility between Satan's seed and woman's seed. Hold on, wait a second. 
Does a woman's body contain a seed by which she can create a child? No, a woman's body provides only the egg in reproduction. Yet God's word is true. That child that comes forth from a woman who has not been with a man will be a male child, and that male child will crush Satan's head, and Satan will crush that child's heel. That male child, born of a virgin, is the Messiah. That is our Jesus. Satan was indeed able to crush Jesus' heel in creating a grand conspiracy to murder an innocent man. And Jesus' death on the cross paid the penalty once for all so that the burden of sin, the yoke of sin, would be lifted off all who admitted that they were a sinner, that they believed that Jesus is the Son of God, and they confessed that Jesus is Lord. And when Jesus returns, friends, hmm, Satan will be destroyed.